Hi, let's talk about project management in healthcare. Do you also want to explore the world of project management in healthcare? Do you want to improve your healthcare project management skills? Do you believe better project management in healthcare results in better care? Then stay tuned. I am John Rafdiel and I am a project management professional currently working at the Amsterdam University Medical Center. And I'm the president of the Dutch Foundation for Project Management in Healthcare. I'm really uh, happy and honored to have as our guest uh, Antonio Nito Rodriguez. I hope I pronounced that right. And in my opinion, you don't need an introduction because people know you or should know you. But could you please introduce yourself and um, don't be modest. Thank you, uh, John. It's a pleasure to be here with you and and uh, in your first podcast. So really an honor to be your first guest of, I hope, uh, many, many podcasts and guests to come. So I'm Antonio Nieto Rodriguez. Your pronunciation was almost perfect, John. <laughs> <laughs> I've been working in projects uh, uh, like you many, many years, 20, 25 uh, years. I started in consulting, then I went into banking. I've been working in healthcare. Um, I think my core <clears throat> background is consulting. I've been doing that for many years, and in the companies I work is always around change transformation projects, PMO. Um, at the same time, I've been uh, volunteering for PMI, where I was board member for six years. I was the chairman of uh, PMI in 2016, where we launched the Brightline initiative. We also initiated the transformation of PMI uh, into something a bit more agile, including uh, other uh, elements, not just purely uh, project management. In parallel, John, I've been doing uh, quite some research for publications for a few books I've written. I'm currently writing for Harvard Business Review. I'm uh, upgrading, uplifting, reinventing um, their project management handbook, which was 10 years old. So I'm very happy that uh, they chose me to do that for, for a book that will last for the next 10 years. Excellent. So uh, a lot of research on that. And, and I, I've been doing a lot of uh, teaching as well, senior executives. I work a bit in Nairobi. I love that university in the MBA mm -hmm. there. Um, so that's a bit my profile. Um, John, passionate about projects. I think we can do much better. And, and that's where I think we are. many of us are working on. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Um, you talk about the, the project revolution, and that is not just a commercial catchphrase. I mean, it's a, it's a widely recognized global organizational trend, mm -hmm. and it's in line, um, I believe, in, with concepts as the, the network society and self-organization. Um, something's definitely happening, and not enough people know about that yet. Could you please explain what the project revolution is and especially what the consequences are for the healthcare sector? Sure, sure, John. I, I, I came across this concept, which I don't know if I was the first one to use it, but I, I noticed that there were a lot of projects that are going on in, in organizations and they were struggling. And, and then I said, well, this looks like more like the project economy, something I also started to talk about. And like you say, I saw a connection with the geek economy where more and more people are working on a freelance basis, project based. They don't have this long career 
path in the same company. So uh, on a personal perspective, yeah, and we're doing we're working much more project based and rather than in functions. On a more organizational level, companies are experiencing so much change that you cannot address change in a, a traditional hierarchical structure. There's too many layers. There's too many processes. Uh, so in order to react fast, you need to go uh, project-based. So project-based, I, when I talk about projects, it's important to um, recognize that projects are changes, are transformations, are, are innovation introduction to products. So it can be done through agile process. It can be done through traditional project management. So that's what I call the project revolution is that we are seeing a huge amount of project being carried um, project-based. Um, and this is a challenge, I think, for the healthcare, which is by definition very hierarchical, very kind of functional. So you have our life cycle, which starts with R&D, and then you do the testing, the clinical trials, then it goes into um, operations. So it's a very functional uh, organization. So when you start saying, okay, let's work differently. Let's work in self-managed teams. Let's work uh, without so many layers and much faster. This is very disrupting. I think this is where I think the point is now uh, in the healthcare industry is that we are seeing that for many years, John, we thought this was impossible. We thought, well, this, True. no, why, why would you challenge traditionally developing a new vaccine or a drug is 10, 15 years and don't challenge because it's impossible to do it faster. And thanks to the COVID, we've seen that it's possible to do faster. So I think this has opened the eyes for many on doing these changes now, uh, structurally, organizational competencies, um, taking that seriously. True. You think it, it has really a fundamental impact on the, well, the hierarchy. I mean, there, um, there is, um, there are these set structures. Are they really going to change because of one, well, little crisis, one big, it's a big crisis, but seeing the history and how, how it was developed, you think it's really going to have an impact, a lasting impact? I think so. It's, it's what I call a disruption. It's doing things completely different. Is what Amazon has done with books uh, and then shopping, what you've seen with Ryanair and flights, the low cost. So it's here to stay Uber for driving and taxi. So it's definitely every time there's a big crisis, Uber was born in the financial crisis. Um, and and I think the way of dealing with uh, product development in, in in pharma has changed radically. We we're doing a vaccine now in in a year. Uh, how do you do it? Well, you do it in an agile way. You you work in three phases at the same time, uh, not one after the other, and you introduce this kind of concept. So I, I do think that is going to stay there for the good and companies that don't adapt will just die will just disappear in, in 10 years i don't think they will be able to cope uh, because it's not just one company i think it's the the market the competition so the you might totally yeah, lose yeah. you lose yeah that's my view john thank you thank you i i agree i agree yeah you think you see the same yeah, there's definitely something happening. I mean, there, there should have been something happening maybe 10, 15 years ago, but now it's it's on a bigger scale. It's it's there's there's something going on. Yeah. Um, 
but what what is what is um, hindering um, uh, the revolution um, is the the old guard. I mean, I, I've read um, most of your books and uh, I enjoyed them, but I became a real fan ever since uh, I read how you explain why many of the old guard, the senior management, senior executives, um, doesn't understand, neglects, and frankly, very often fails at project and project portfolio management. Can can you elaborate on that? And I would really like to hear your opinion if this is well in general even worse or uh, better in healthcare organizations. <clears throat> Yeah, so I did a, quite a research to find out why senior leaders thought project management was something tactical. And and there are, of course, several reasons. One, I found, for example, there's a connection between senior leaders and studying an MBA where they get like the basic all around skills uh, to be a great leader. And I realized that the top 100 MBAs, they didn't teach project management, only two uh, top MBA, we're talking Harvard, MIT, Stanford, London Business School, they were not teaching projects and project management. So it was all about leadership, marketing, sales, finance, very strong finance, a lot on operations, where today operations is kind of very small. So MBAs are not teaching. Then business media, McKinsey's and, and Harvard Business Review, they're, they're not publishing on project management because it's kind of tactical, publish that somewhere else, not in HBR, because we're setting the trend. So I think they've not been um, uh, educated. Uh, some of them, they've been, John, they come from the project management career path, engineering, mm-hmm. um, uh, consulting, but this is the minimum. Uh, most of the CEOs are coming from the operations, from the sales, from the strategy. So projects are more a pain. It's something that needs to be done, but it's always problems. So don't come with problems. And where are the benefits? So I think that's one of the reasons they've not been exposed. They've never been trained about the role of sponsorship or the role of shaping the organization to make it more agile. I think partially the project management world has made project management extremely complex. Um, That's another big challenge. People want simple things. That's the frameworks and and we agile is very simple, but project management, wherever you look, it tends to be very complex, bureaucratic. So I think we're partially fault of that lack of recognition, focusing more on deliverables learned than impact and value. And so I think there's something that we need to change ourselves to make ourselves more visible and, and showing that we deliver not just deliverables, but we deliver uh, benefits and change and value and profits and so I think there's a both of them, and I think this applies clearly on the healthcare um, industry. It's it's most of them are scientific people um, who are yeah extremely extremely good PhD people and and incredible researchers, but working in transversal teams where there's really that need of empathy or leadership. It is it's just hard because it's not what they're meant to be doing. So it, I think for healthcare. You'll, I think you'll see much more other types of uh, leaders coming into to to make those organizations more agile and and share better practices on how to work together uh, with very diverse teams, very sp- specialized teams. So I think there is we're here for a, a big change, and and we just see the first things happening. I believe. Interesting, interesting. How you also refer to soft skills, because. Um, in PMI methodology, uh, Prince 2, soft skills are 
well, neglected or they're, they're mentioned in a small paragraph. But if I hear you talking, I think they are what's going to make a difference in, well, whether you're successful or not with project. Yeah, I, I think so too, John. I think it's important. The hard skills, you need that. You need to know how to make a good plan. I always ask people, how can you start the planning phase with a plan? That's so wrong. You never start planning with a plan, but that's why you see people. You start planning, defining what you want, the requirements, the scope. Uh, um, even if you start agile, you start thinking about uh, user stories and so on. So I think there is something that, uh, that you need a basis. You need to understand the fundamentals on projects, which are all very similar. Right? You need a, a good purpose, a good business case. You need to have an idea of what you want. Then you decide which approach to take, agile or, or hybrid or program management. And then just make sure you have a, a good estimate and, and, and good plan and good schedule with risk management. So I think that's the basic that we need to have. But then, of course, more stakeholders, um, much more communication. So the soft skills play a big role and people are, are bombarded by projects. There's this change fatigue. So it requires even more soft skills to tell people, yeah, this, this is the world. We're changing all the time. And this is going to be like that. Sure. Um, so, yes, I think their soft skills, I think maybe 20 years soft skills was 20% of what we thought of project management. Today, mm-hmm. we're reaching more than 50%. And I think once we'll start seeing more artificial intelligence taking over the reporting, the scheduling, the risk management, we'll reach 80%. Yeah. The, the fascinating thing in, uh, in healthcare is that most healthcare professionals, they're... Um, schooled in the exact sciences and the way you frame it project management is more like a social science mm. somewhere i see there there's there's something going well there's a challenge yeah yeah i like that uh, what you're saying yeah it's more of uh yes a mix of uh i would say yes it's more a social science than than uh, application exactly yeah yeah um well, well, talking on talk, talking about, it, I'm having a lot of discussion um, on whether and how project management in healthcare is different from project management in other sectors. Um, if that even is a thing, project management in healthcare, especially the the the, the, the somewhat older project program managers, they just say project management is project management. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think? Um, is it something different in healthcare, and 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 in what way does it differ from other sectors? I would say the concepts that we learn in project and, and agile change and are 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 um, something that you can uh, use anywhere, public sector, private sector. So I would say that sixty percent of project management. It's something that you can carry over and, and it's good fundamental, 67, if you include the leadership, of course, 70% is, is something that it's a good basis. Yeah, If you know how to read accounting, uh, you can do accounting for a bank, but you can do accounting for a, a pharma company. Sure. But then I think one thing that we need is, is understanding of the business. And, and I think the more we understand uh, how projects connect to the strategy of a company or uh, what's the value and impact that that project will have. Being able to talk to all these experts, um, it's something that you don't do if you come with, some, I don't know anything about pharma. That doesn't work. You need to build trust. 
and trust you build by learning from them and and trying to apply some of their techniques. So I, I would say there is 60-70% of project change agile methods that are transposable, but there's the 40-30% which has to be specific to the industry. And in this case, healthcare is, is kind of very particular. So you need to understand the essentials, the fundamentals, well, how projects work, what are the challenges, uh, what are the priorities, what other companies in this sector are doing. So uh, that's kind of my thinking. I thought many years ago, I thought exactly the same. Yeah, you do everything the same way everywhere, but absolutely I realized that that's not the case. Yeah, yeah, the context is, is different and um, you use the term uh, business. And of course, in, in some way, healthcare is big business. But in a lot of other ways, well, it's 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 not real business. I mean, clients, patients, especially in, a, in the hospitals and um, a mental health care. I mean, they're not real um, customers. There, there's a different relationship. So even the term business is is different, and that makes project management different. But in in the core, I agree, it's it's the same everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that the biggest difference is made how you apply the um, the well, the core project management techniques. And which techniques do you use? Especially, yeah. uh, especially um, Agile. I think it really goes well with uh, the healthcare professionals. Do you also see that? Because they are, well, they like, especially in, I see that in hospitals and in other um, uh, care organizations, they want to do. Um, they don't want to sit first and think of a big plan. They want to uh, get going. Mm-hmm. Is that something you can recognize? Yeah, I can recognize they're hands-on. They don't like to plan too much. Of course, there's basic planning that you need to do, but these are people who like to be in contact with patients, who care about patients and and all what's uh, building a project charter, for example. I don't think that makes sense uh, in, in most of the projects there. I think, yeah, I definitely see that the tools that you use are different or adjusted to to the specifics of a hospital or um or or yeah or how you develop that kind of change in a hospital is probably much more agile with smaller changes that completely transformations um and completely you do it more phase so you have agile teams and and very closely integrating your patient i think if there's any industry where you need to have the feedback of the client or the pay is in the healthcare so make them part of your teams this is what uh, it's is it makes a difference. So sometimes you don't need that in other industries, but here definitely they they are the voice of the customer or voice of the patient. Yeah, yeah I see a lot of awareness around that. Only in practice it's difficult. But yeah, there's something definitely there. There is this um, that is happening. And um, you also in your one of your books you promote the the project canvas. I'm also a big fan of canvases. I, I developed a canvas also for project portfolio management. Mm. Do you see that aligned with with what's happening in healthcare? I mean, that's a real agile, lean tool um, to get going quickly. Exactly, John. I didn't know you have a portfolio canvas. Like to see it, but uh, <laughs> I'll send it yeah, to definitely, you. it's it's something that um, back to one of the points is simplification. We want anybody to understand the fundamentals of projects. You don't need to have a Prince two or PMP. To make uh, to understand a project, like you don't need to be a PhD in strategy to understand 
the five forces of Michael Porter. So I think that has been one of the gaps in project management is great, great, great concepts, but too, too, too technical. So 95% of the users don't understand. So my goal is to simplify through the canvas. And yes, it's applicable to any type of projects in healthcare to have good discussions around the big projects, the big strategic transformations that they're doing so that everybody aligns. And, and it's able to see uh, the, all the elements that make a project successful. So definitely happy to share that it's for free. Um, the more people we use it, the better, more results we'll get in projects. That's what we want. Yeah, yeah. And I also, I, I like to, I, I make my canvas in, in PowerPoint with these little post-its. And it, it uh, um, how do you say, it encourages you to um, um, get to the point. And a lot of people exactly. lose themselves in um, uh, a lot of text, and right. that's that 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 that's. I mean, nobody. Well, maybe some people in government uh, yeah. <laughs> get really happy about that, but uh, in healthcare, I mean, it's well, let's let's get going, you know. But exactly. first, first, maybe do some thinking. Who does what, where, why, and when? Uh, I mean, that's that's the basic thing, and that's a canvas. Really, well, I'm I'm I like to promote that tool too. Yeah. I, I like to see your canvas. I think this is something that people should. We need to share these kind of things are very important. Yeah, I definitely. I, I do that uh, through a website um, um, okay. we have in Holland, and I will start to doing that more on an international scale because I really enjoy talking to you because you, well, um, we find we find each other on on the on yeah. the project management level, and I hear you have experience and you see the things are going on in healthcare, so. Well, um, thank you very much. Thank you for this, uh, for for your opinion and your time. And I really like to have you on in a couple of years, uh, when or or maybe even sooner when you read yeah. the, the Harvard Business Review. And I mean, you are important now, but you only get more important and informed. That's even more. Uh, <laughs> that's even more important. Yeah, uh, no, happy to connect back, John, and keep in touch and. And uh, and keep uh, pushing uh, these principles and practices in healthcare. I think it's very important. We want to do, I think, just better. Uh, we want that projects are more successful, companies are more successful, uh, healthcare is more successful. So there's a good purpose for what we're doing. So happy to reconnect and have another talk end of the year or whenever. Yes, for sure. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah, we should. I'm I'm curious how uh, how you how you going with the Harvard Business Review when when you think it's gonna be published? Well, there's already a date. It's October 2021. So in in a few months, we're finishing now the manuscript, and then it goes into a lot of uh, iterations. It's very very thorough uh, process. Uh, mm. They have to ensure quality. Um, so it's uh, officially. I don't know if it's the 19th or 21st of October. Is it's already in Amazon, like the picture and so on, but okay. coming out is October. I'm looking forward to that. And I wish you all the all the best of luck with that. I mean, that, that's probably a big struggle, but then, then you got something. Eh? Yeah. Yeah. That would be great. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. And um, yeah, let's, uh, let's talk again soon. That's it for now. 
Thank you for listening, subscribe, share, sponsor, and or even better, send me your thoughts on topics and projects I need to discuss or people I have to talk to. Find me on www.projectmanagementinhealthcare.org. Thank <laughs> you.